If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, April 22nd, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller. (laughs) Alongside Forbes 30 under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the verified one at Tim Gettys. Let's him host, Greg. A pleasure to be with you two days in a row. A rare occurrence here. You know, we had such fire yesterday with the Mm -hmm. burnt shenanigans that there was mm-hmm. only one to do suspend blessing at Oye jr and make sure that you and i could come in and host this show together i love it how are you did you have a good night I'm, i had a horrible night actually slept very poorly okay. there's a lot of construction going on outside and it's yeah. like i don't understand i swear to god it's just getting earlier and earlier and earlier every day sure it's like this is just it's a problem anyway uh you shake you it love to sleep rain there's nothing there's a few things you love more than sleeping yes that is that is true and in my old age that is I, i've gotten less and less uh able to to sleep which is of course she will not um, allow it she i've gotten over that that's been fine but you had a dog that's a problem you had two dogs, two dogs. bigger problem it's a whole thing but uh it was pouring rain last night for the first yeah. time in in a while um out here and toretto hasn't had to deal with that that much so that was a whole fucking thing more interest than fear which i thought was was good but then there was the problem where he discovered that um near our deck the like little where the sliding door goes at the bottom um it got filled with rainwater right of course and he's like he got cracked out he started licking this shit and he wouldn't stop jumping off the bed to go like suck down this rainwater and the problem with that is it's unlimited because it's rain yeah, so it just yeah. keeps coming and i've never seen he was wired i was like what is in this rain that is causing it's a like catnip man yeah, yeah definitely yeah. led yeah now did that lead since it's unlimited water to drink did that lead to unlimited p to p oh yes it did yes it no, did so no, i i, I, I Pretty much every hour was awake throughout the night. And then at like 7 a.m. the construction starts. And I'm like, well, this is this sucks. But anyways, well, I'm here with you and now I'm happy. It's not like you have a packed Friday of game news and Jurassic Park 3 to review and other things to do for next week. So you can definitely kick up your heels at some point and rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you know what good. never rests? The gaming news. Today we're talking about the fact that a Sony Santa Monica dev promises that you will get God of War Ragnarok this year. We have all new PlayStation Plus release dates, and Splatoon 3 has a release date in September. We'll talk about all this and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you can write in with your questions, your comments, your concerns, your squad-ups, and everything else under the daily video game sun. Of course, on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, funny games you could get each and every episode of the show ad free and you can get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every episode however if you have no bucks to toss our way on patreon.com slash kind of funny games or you could also watch a live recording of the kind of funny x cast this afternoon <gasps> no big deal you can get every episode of kind of funny games daily for free on youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterteeth.com and on podcast services around the globe if that wasn't enough of free ways to support us well of course ladies and gentlemen you can be watching us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games just like it's charles 89 is lexi gunner is and pj julian are if you are pj charles or lexi you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching and listening later and the one final way to support us for free well we know you're not giving us money it's no big deal you're probably spending them on video games if you're buying video games on the epic game store use the creator code kind of funny if you're one of the people like me that never plays pc no big deal maybe when you're playing fortnite rocket league or fall guys on your playstation xbox switch etc you can use the creator code there as well Mm -hmm. another great way to support us for free is to watch our content as it goes live on youtube housekeeping uh ps i love you xoxo is live right now and arguing that naughty dog shouldn't make another uncharted you can see this scintillating conversation and the fact that blessing is a huge pervert and he admits it on 
youtube.com slash kind of funny games roosterseat.com podcast services around the globe uh if you missed it blessing and janet hosted the skybound games pax east showcase yesterday on the pax twitch channel it was a big deal uh there was new gameplay for escape academy and wrestle quest blessing called himself the puzzle poppy of course and janet called her family game nights unhinged <laughs> it was a great time uh don't forget the wish list wrestle quest which i can't wait to play and escape academy on steam and celebrate the 10th anniversary of the walking dead's first season on april 24th if that wasn't enough fun housekeeping for you remember ladies and gentlemen this is your final weekday before kfw april anarchy that's right monday we are holding our first ever kind of funny wrestling pay-per-view what does that mean it just means the twitch stream we usually do is going to be a pay-per-view you know there's a pay to watch don't worry uh it'll be a big one we got a whole thing it's milk mommy versus johnny ace for the kind of funny world championship you can catch it live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or catch it later on tuesday youtube.com slash kind of funny games our new network timothy gettys what do you got I, I feel like i should know this even more than you would these days but like they clearly stopped calling them pay-per-views a long time ago and i know that the nomenclature for us we just do that because we're so used to it but right what do they call them these days like what do they call the um, monthly shows there has to be they something. yeah there's something they call them i do know this as an answer i'm looking at the chat premium live premium events live premium events. live events that is it good okay. job chat oh, okay that. we're not cool. giving up on ppv all right we still call the wrestlers wrestlers too when you see someone out there like shirtless spider-man just leave it off the rope every fucking move and not landing <laughs> any of them isn't. you say that's a wrestler all right that's not a superstar thank you to our patreon producers fargo brady prankski and anonymous today we're brought to you by credit karma but we'll tell you about that later for now Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Nine items on the Roper Report. A baker's dozen. It'll be a race to see if we actually get through all of them or when I start shortening them and just deleting things. But number one, ladies and gentlemen, the God of War Ragnarok 2022 release date has been reconfirmed. We start at VGC where Chris Scullion writes, God of War Ragnarok is still on track to release this year, according to one of the game's lead developers. On Wednesday, Sony Santa Monica tweeted a video of Corey Barlog asking fans to remain patient for news of the upcoming God of War sequel. This message received numerous replies from followers concerned that the continued lack of information on the game means it may be delayed until 2023. The video was also tweeted by the game's animation director, Bruno uh, Velasquez, uh, who was asked by a follower, Bruno, reassure us that this will come this year 100%. Bruno did as the follower asked, categorically replying, Ragnarok is coming this year, end quote. Bruno. Bruno. You want to talk about a world of hurt coming to Bruno's fucking door from PlayStation oh. PR right now in Sony Santa Monica? Ooh-wee, this is it. I, I, this is why we don't talk about him. I get it this now. Is- okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh then uh so sorry in wednesday's video uh barlog and i just want to say how great i am at this right fucking nailed it because i forgot actually in my notes to leave chris scully in vgc but i was like 90 percent sure and i went and googled it i didn't nail it in wednesday's video uh barlog who revealed last september that he wasn't returning to direct ragnarok addressed a lack of updates on the game quote speaking of god of war ragnarok the elephant in the room we haven't said a lot about this that's because everybody is heads down hard at work we are perfectionists everyone's tightening up the graphics on level three (laughs) there is so much going on right now that i just wish we could share it with you but it's just not ready to be shown but i guarantee you the moment i'm sorry the moment the very second that we have something that we're ready to share we're going to share it because we don't want to hold any of this back so please hold tight know that something cool is coming and that we everybody here at sony santa monica is so incredibly thankful for all the support you've given us Although Barlog isn't directing the sequel, uh, although I'm sorry, although Barlog isn't directing, the sequel is instead being helmed by fellow series veteran Eric Williams, who joined Sony Santa Monica in 2004 and has worked on every God of War game as a designer, specifically focused on combat. Tim, there's a lot here, but I think at first your heart has to go out to Bruno. Oh, it does, man. Your heart it has really to go out to Bruno on this one. He means well. Like, he believes it. Like, uh, that's good. All of this is good. I mean, uh, let's start here. Let's start before the jokes, the real jokes, but before the jokes. <laughs> it's like, this is good news. This is good news that somebody that high up working on this game believes that, right? 
And that means so much can happen between now and the end of this year where that's not the case. But as of April 20-something, 2022, they think it's coming out this year. I think that's, that is a good takeaway from this. With the state of the world, with the state of video games, especially yeah. this high quality, I, I'm a little bit doubtful. But, hey, man, crazier things have happened. I don't know. I'm more um, interested in the Corey Barlock video. First off, gotta love Corey all the yeah. time. Second yeah. off, his level Dude. three joke made me laugh for you sure. You saw him? He deleted his Twitter and all that. You see that? Yeah, 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 that was a while back, right? But I imagine that has a lot to do with just their heads down, they're working, and like we we all watched that documentary of the making of God of War. Yeah. Like the, making games is stressful. Making games like God of War is extra stressful. And man. I feel so bad seeing him in this video because we got him on that press tour hot off of God of War. 10 over here, 10 over here. He's all like, I'm fucking feeling myself. I look fantastic. I am ready to rock, ready to roll. I'm strolling into any club I want to. They're going to give me VIP access. And you see him in this video and it's like, oh, Corey, I feel so sad for you. (laughs) Like you were being beat down by this job. I just wanted to get a win again. You know what I mean? I can't wait to see his next phase of looking like an Adonis when he comes out with with his beautiful hair. Uh, uh, takes the hat off you know what i mean it's gonna be a good time um, yeah, but i'm but sending you the tweet right that's now, 2022 so yeah hopefully it's 2022 hopefully we're right there uh kevin if you can run this twitter video of uh cory back there talking so you know what's going on of tori uh cory talking at sony santa monica celebrating the uh four-year release of god of war 2018 and that's the thing about this tim Mm-hmm. is that the story we've had over and over and over again about God of War Ragnarok and is it really coming this year for 20? goes both ways where, okay, I can see it coming this year. Sure, you say it's coming this year, but I can also see it very easily being delayed. And again, to everything you've talked about, the state of the world, how big of a deal this game is, the state of AAA video game development, I would still say it's not coming. Because probably I don't want to get burnt. I just want to have my expectations set. I would rather be super excited when they put a date on it and then they actually hit that date in 2022. But to you know, get away from that conversation, which I feel we've had so many times, and it's just us hypothesizing. There it is. Uh, and you know, jumping around. It's like I hate that when you know the you know the word. Yeah, it's right no, there. Just, you, are you kidding? I've been I'm there every day. I know you're there every day. I feel it. And I love you, Kev. Uh, it's a conversation we've had a million times. Is it happening? Is it not happening? Again, to your point, it's April. April 2022 in Bruno Velasquez, who, of course, is uh, animation director at Sony Santa Monica on God of War Ragnarok, says Ragnarok is coming this year. Like, that's how confident they are in April, or at least, you know, I would, I, I want to say he is, but, like, that must be behind the scenes how confident they are. Like, all right, then, like, you have to say, okay, they are really trying to do this. Like, that doesn't smack to me the same way of, like, when... uh was it last of us part two right where yeah last of part, part two they did the state of play and gave us a release date and then like two weeks later like ah, we're not we're pushing it it's not it's not actually happening when we said it was gonna happen like that was very clear like okay cool they they did that and i'm sure at some point before that video ever aired they were like this is not happening but we just got to roll with it or whatever april right now they bruno says it's happening i want to believe bruno and i want i believe those are the intentions of the studio but you yeah. have to also imagine then sony waking up playstation pr waking up and seeing this and be like ah fuck it God damn it. We put up an entire video two days ago. The video opened at 420 of Cora being like, listen, we're not going to say anything. We're not ready for anything. We're not doing anything. And Bruno's like, it's coming this year, motherfucker. Yeah. Now, look, my my gut tells me it is. And it's because when you look at a lot of the release dates of the last 365 days Mm -hmm. uh, in video games, I've been more surprised than not that video games have hit when they said they were going to halo comes to mind pokemon legends comes to mind so i and horizon even comes to mind of of when it it actually hit so it's like looking at that it's like all right this is a ps4 ps5 game it is not dramatically different engine wise or anything from god of war 2018 we know they've been working on this for a very long time Uh, a lot of the the heavy lifting was already done because of that this being a sequel that doesn't seem to be from anything we've seen trying to reinvent the wheel it is kind of just there's going to be different realms we're adding to this amazing story that everybody already loves amazing gameplay everybody already loves wouldn't be shocked if it is going to be ready to go later this year does everything else line up in a way to lead to that that i think is the the bigger question but i i think it's going to and i think when you look at where playstation's at right now we're in a really interesting time in the ps5's life cycle where it 
we had the two years ago the big playstation 5 reveal right the the ps5 showcase and we got a bunch of games announced and we are now at a point two years later that the ps5 is out there there are millions of them out in the wild it is finally getting to a point where the amount in homes is substantial it's not everyone that wants one but it is like it is yeah i bought, it it, I bought one yesterday bought another one yesterday for hell yeah me and, Ro- hell me and yeah. raj bought it for the studio no big deal everybody no big deal are we the heroes we are uh with that though it's like i i feel like you look at the list of games and um more often than not they're, they're out and they're good so it's like there are things like final fantasy 16 that still aren't here but we've gotten miles morales we've gotten ratchet and clank we've yeah. gotten horizon we've gotten grand Turismo 7 we've gotten returnal it's like we're kind of through phase one of this whole thing and phase two is a little bit more nebulous like we know we have some games coming we, spider-man 2 wolverine like there are still big oh, games <laughs> there, it's happening wolverine's happening great that's crazy from insomniac damn, man. Fuck yeah. damn, man. uh but it's like we don't know what naughty dog's up to right like we know factions is factions. Uh, still a thing potentially Last but maybe not whatever but that's still not even official like sure. i'm saying we have a lot of conversation about this on ps i love you available right now there's a lot of uh we're lacking official confirmation of what the next two years of playstation is going to look like so i feel like god of war is kind of the end of that conversation and there is going to need to be a transition at some point so i imagine that whatever summer game fest e3 whatever you want to call it this year this summer there will be a PlayStation event somewhere, whether or not it's officially part of Keeley's thing or not. I imagine there's going to be something that's to the level of what we've gotten the last couple of years from PlayStation. For sure. And I think that is going to give us a lot more context on their plans. And I imagine that that is completely reliant on God of War being 2022. I like the way you think, because that Thank just you. got me excited. All right. Mm-hmm. That gets me pumped right there the same way when blessing looks at some weird anime thing you know what i mean that's i'm that excited about the news you just gave me because yeah like you make a good point of like you know remember i think back to that playstation 4 generation right there at the end where we had like what felt like three e3s where it was uh the same games right it was it was last of us it was uh, ghost it was days gone you're like all right well you're showing this stuff over and over again i get it i get it i get it but like it set the pace for what was going to happen and you are right that i guess god of war kind of is the end of a Ragnarok is the end of phase one of the PlayStation five life cycle, which then gets ex- excited for phase two. And you start going and I wonder, you know, would you see a teaser trailer for what Sony Ben's working on? You know, do they confirm uh, ghost of Sushima two from sucker punch? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, uh, dude, why am I blanking on this right now? Uh, the, the remake studio. Oh, uh, uh, visual, um, PlayStation. No, visual. no, 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 no. Shadow Colossus, Demon Souls. Oh, blue point. Blue point, yes. Like, what's Blue Point up to, right? Like, it's funny that for phase two, if we're gonna go with that uh, naming structure, yeah, we, we we did that. We just coined that, everybody. There we go. We only know um, Insomniac, right? We only know that they're working on Spider Man two and Wolverine. But it's like we got Naughty Dog, we got Bend, we got Blue Point. There's like a lot of big questions now of like what what are they doing? Obviously, Gorilla is going to need a lot more time. Sure. Having just launched Horizon, but uh, then you look at Insomniac and you're like, they're pumping out miles and ratchet and then spider-man 2 and wolverine it's like these teams are expanding and and on top of that sony's continuing to acquire different teams as well so we're, we're due for some announcements i can't fucking wait ladies and gentlemen uh for now let's move on to number two something else you won't have to wait long for uh we have some all new playstation plus release dates for you of course i'm just calling it all new playstation plus but it sounds like they've done release dates before it doesn't matter they announced release dates for the revamped playstation plus this is the one the only the jim ryan on the playstation blog we're making fantastic progress with our launch efforts and i wanted to update you on the latest we're rolling out our new offering for playstation plus a little earlier in select markets in asia followed by japan Here is a look at our updated regional rollout schedule. Asia markets, excluding Japan, are targeting May 23rd. This is all 2022. Japan's targeting June 1st. America's June 13th. Europe, June 22nd. Jim Ryan continues. Additionally, we're also expanding our cloud streaming access to the following locations for a total of 30 markets with cloud streaming access. The following markets will also offer the premium tier from PlayStation Plus at launch. Bulgaria, Croatia, the Czech Republic, Greece, Hungary, Malta, Malta, 
That means Johnny Ace can get out there and he can stream the PlayStation Plus. Uh, Poland, the Republic of Cyprus. Uh, yeah, I said that. Uh, Romania, Slovakia, and Slovenia. We've uh, been working on this massive global effort to provide flexible options, quality games, and greater value for our members for quite some time now. And we're just a few weeks away from our first regional rollout. We want to thank the PlayStation community for their ongoing support, and we'll have more to share as we get closer to launch. Okay. No, Tim Hayes, not enough list of games. Like I just like okay, cool. This is great. Why wasn't this part of the original announcement? This rollout is is really bizarre. And at the end of the day, I'm only complaining because they're giving me something to complain about. It doesn't actually fucking matter. This is a blog post. We always say like this could have been an email. This is an email. They're they're not wasting our times with like big announcements and shit and then telling us this. So I can't be too upset, but I am just a little bummed that we are this close now to this launch and we don't know what we're actually getting from it in terms of games. We know the checklist and the big chart of here's the things and blah, blah, blah. But it's like number three on the rope report comes from Gamatsu. Kevin, I was off my game this morning and didn't have these ordered correctly. So this is a change. I've moved this story up to number three. Uh, Sal Romano reports siphon filters have been rated in Korea. Uh, the game rating and administration committee of Korea has rated siphon filter, siphon filter Two, siphon filter, dark mirror and siphon filter Logan shadow for PlayStation four and PlayStation five. Siphon Filter originally launched for PlayStation on February 17th. I'm sorry. Yeah, 17th, 1999, followed by Siphon Filter 2, March 14th, 2000. Siphon Filter Dark Mirror originally launched for the PSP on March 14th, 2006, followed by Siphon Filter Logan Shadow on October 2nd, 2007. The only two games in the series that were not rated are Siphon Filter 3, originally released for PlayStation in November 2001, and Siphon Filter The Omega Strand, originally released on PlayStation 2, May 2004. The titles will likely be offered as part of the PlayStation Plus uh, Premier premium why not screw that up oh premium tier uh set to launch in june which includes access to a catalog of quote-unquote beloved classic games from the original playstation playstation 2 in psp generations there you go tim stick mm -hmm. it where the sun don't shine you said you wanted games announced and you got them you're getting them ladies and gentlemen how many years have you motherfuckers heard me talk about the psp cypher filter games they're coming out so you can see they probably didn't age well but they were great at the time motherfuckers i'll tell you what i'm playing logan shadow in 2007 i'm underwater i'm interviewing the writer greg rucker comic book author everybody knows him i'm having a great time that cliffhanger ending let's go let's go let's get siphon filter back on the map funnest fact for you greg growing up kevin coelho had two favorite video games they were number one kung fu on the nes of course <laughs> and number two siphon filter now if you were to ask which siphon filter i feel like kevin's answer would be whichever one he was playing including the demo of i think the beginning of three where you jump out of the helicopter in the mountains uh, area isn't the demo of one like the the I, I, I don't the know demo the demo of one where you're in the little city just tasing people till they catch on fire. Yeah. I mean, is there any way to have more fun? I don't think so. That was a good one. That was a good one. I will read from you, ladies and gentlemen, IGN.com, the review of Siphon Filter Logan's Shadow. No, I'm not navel-gazing. I didn't review this. One and only Jeff Haynes did. He gave it a 9.5. Dark Mirror was an incredible title that showed off the PSP, but Logan's Shadow elevates the story, gameplay, and multiplayer elements to new heights. Not only does it keep the formula that made the first game so good, it smoothly improves on it. The tense action and incredible gun battles are strengthened with the addition of underwater combat and new combat abilities that fit seamlessly into the control scheme. Multiplayer has been bolstered with new modes and reimagined maps, along with a number of balancing aspects. Logan's Shadow is easily one of the best titles to come out on the system this year. Tim, I, again, talk about how much I enjoyed these games at the time, playing them on my PSP. Everybody knows I love my PSP so much. I am a bit fucking terrified to see these on PlayStation 4 and PlayStation yeah, 5 and see, totally. like, what I remember these games playing like, you know, a decade, two decades ago almost, Jesus, and what they actually play like now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, that's going to be true. I think Siphon Filter in particular is a franchise that really was trying to push the PlayStation to be something that it wasn't necessarily often used as, right, with the, the third-person action games that would become mega popular in the generations to come after it. But it kind of was unique and was a special game because of the type of game that it was uh back on the playstation one and then when you apply that to psp i think it's the same thing it's the novelty of being able to play a uh, third person action game on yeah, uh yeah. portable console right and uh it's no secret that though the, the generation of games of n64 and ps 
uh, one and all that. It doesn't necessarily age that gracefully depending on the genre. I think there's a reason that like RPGs on PlayStation are the ones that are still talked about today as some of the greatest games of all time. Whereas a lot of the other genres, not necessarily because I think graphically uh, they can get kind of held back by those early poly days. But uh, it's funny with PSP in particular where so many concessions had to be made due to the handheld nature of it that PSP games have a look to them. You know, like yeah, very yeah. often oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, oh yeah, right. <laughs> oh, they do. They do it. Is, we are in for a rude fucking awakening. <laughs> and this is like a monkey paw thing of like, I want to be able to play PSP games. Oh, you'll get them, motherfuckers. Let's see. Yeah. Let's see you play Secret Agent Clank and try to pretend this is good. Yeah, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting because it's like visually it looks dated. The backgrounds look like they they have that look to them. I don't know how yeah. to explain it, but in the same way, the N sixty four has like a a, a smudgy like vaseline look where everything's just kind of like round and smooth play ps1 very kind of triangly there's a lot of triangles going on psp just has this look almost always where there's just like a 2d thing in a 3d world and it doesn't ever it, a lot of clashing elements going on and yeah, it was yeah. awesome at the time sure. uh but to, to play it not handheld on a much bigger screen we got a lot of problems and then the bigger question i have is like the hud elements and stuff like are they really going to upres these things correctly or are we potentially going to see some of the ugliest looking games we've ever seen on a tv it's also interesting too because and i'm talking you know obviously a bit out my ass as we go but that's what we do here on these shows when we hypothesize and stuff right we're talking about okay cool they're bringing psp games to playstation plus to be able to play them on your playstation 4 your playstation 5 or whatever right through streaming and all that shit or downloads and yada yada yada. so many of those remember psp only had the one stick so like Mm -hmm. how is that going to feel how are they going to get around that and then all, but then like also is that going to drastically limit the psp games they'll bring because you look at this and be like well greg they're bringing these siphon filter games over remember that these got packaged and put out on the ps2 kind of funny.com slash you're wrong i remember there was a collection for me i want to say it was ps2 maybe it was ps3 but let, somebody let me know where they were ported early on like mm. i forget how much time you put it you're wrong as well the amount of time between the psp version and then the other console version of it or whatever I wonder. I think they added in the second stick then, didn't they? So that makes sense because you're copy, you know you're copying over probably that version of the game rather than the you know the original PSP versions of the game. All right, mystery. Oh, Yo, you say that. You say that as if they're gonna do that. We'll fucking see. I'll, like, let, I mean, if, it, if Nintendo's anybody to follow, they ain't gonna do that. They're gonna port the weirdest version possible, like the the least updated version possible. Is what they're gonna gonna give you, Greg. Okay. We'll see. I can't I wait. I hope I'm wrong. Now, here's the, the big question I have for you that is, I think I know the answer to it, but I'm going to ask anyways. Please do. These games being rated, why? Right? Like, you'd imagine if they're, it's just, hey, now it's available on this service and they're just old games, why would they need to be re-rated? Because normally re-ratings mean they're adding something and it's like a different skew to some extent. Could there be trophy support? Could there be some type of uh, remastering to some extent that would require a re-rating? That has been the big question going around the trophy connoisseurs today. The fact that this is happening. Is it the fact that, yeah, it's not a new skew, but it is a new skew because it's a PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5 version of the game? Is that enough? Is that alone, that port, enough wiggle room to do it? Or have they done something to it with this? And there are going to be trophies. There are going to be things. Is it also the thing? And I'm, again, talking my ass. Maybe Sal would know more. Was Siphon Filter never in Korea before? So this is the first time it's getting mm. raided over there kind mm. of thing. Like there's a bunch of, I'm, I'm, I am with you, Tim, that I think, and not, and not even in a bad way, but I'm with you that I think it, this will all be the lowest effort stuff where I'm not holding out hope that these games come and they have trophies that they put trophies into them and all. And I don't even mean siphon filter. I mean, all of these classics that'll be coming with the new PlayStation plus I'm not holding out hope that that'll happen. I'd be thrilled if it did. There's very few games I'd go back and play a bunch to get at those trophies, but I'd be stoked that they'd be there. It'd be a fun reason to go and do it. And yada, yada, yada. I'm with you that I think this whole thing is PlayStation going, let's add value to a service. Let's get in there, but let's not, break our backs to do it let's give people what they want they want to they want to play these old games they can play these old games fine and like yeah is they're going to be janky and they're going to be weird and we're not going to go in and like really massage control seams if we don't have to especially if it was like you know use the d-pad or the you know uh face buttons before to match off on what your stick was doing like like use the monster hunter claw remember playing monster hunter on the psp and you had to play it like this what was that the really early first person shooter that everyone was like this is going to be the game changer and it was like oh no on psp yeah, PSP first person shooter. 
And they're like, no, dude, totally. The face buttons work. Like, you're, it's, you don't need the second stick. You're not going to miss it at all. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> I don't remember. I need more than that. I'm sorry. That's not enough for me. I apologize. I, I Very early. It wasn't a launch title. It was supposed to be a launch title, but it ended up coming out like uh, a couple weeks later or something like that. PSP. First person shooter. See, what hurts me is that, uh, you know, I, I, the PSP launches while I'm still in college. I don't buy my PSP until I graduate college. And so that, that's when I picked up Luminous and OpenT and I wasn't working at IGN yet. So like I'm behind that. Coded team. Arms. Coded Arms. From Konami. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was, that was your problem right off the bat. Konami. Oh, that was a different time. 2000. Whatever, man. I bought Five. Silent Scope for my PS2 at launch too. Immediately returned that and bought Madden. And I was like, come on now. You know what I mean? Come on now. If it ain't Metal Gear, if it ain't Metal Gear, Konami, get out of here. Tiny Toon Adventures Buster Bust Loose on the Super Nintendo would like a word with you. Ladies and gentlemen, I love you and you love Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Of course, you can go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games to write in to nerd out on shows like PS I Love You XOXO, where you could write in about your favorite classics that you'd like to see on this service. Uh, you could go there, of course, today, watch the X-Cast get recorded live. You could go there and just have fun and get all the shows ad-free. But guess what, Jack? You're not listening or watching. On patreon.com slash kind of funny game so here's a word from our sponsor this episode is brought to you by credit karma are you earning credit card rewards credit karma can help you compare your reward options so you can find a card that fits your lifestyle helping you earn miles or cash back for spending you're gonna do anyway i've been using credit karma for years it's such an easy way to just keep track of my credit score and make sure that everything is going fantastically with so many great features credit karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation credit karma partners with a wide range of card issues you were so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options comparing cards on credit karma is hundred percent free and it won't affect your credit score and best of all credit karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply helping you apply with more confidence that is an awesome feature credit karma create your own karma ready to find the card for you head to credit karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today go to creditkarma.com or the credit karma app to find the card for you that's creditkarma.com you know i don't have enough information overall but if, you know if we're talking about psp i like to talk about psp i love psp it's one of my of favorites. course maybe my favorite you know playstation system in the chat 1k bag of soup says the psp had legit the best star wars battlefront game though and I am not sure which Star Wars Battlefront 1K Bago Soup is talking about. Two is where you're going for? Because oh, remember, yeah. there's Star Wars Battlefront Renegade, remember? Squadron, mm, whatever, squadron. Right. I'm the, pretty sure two. Well, here, it doesn't matter because I don't care about 1K's bag of soup. I care about the uh, story I need to tell. Can you believe, Tim? You, you've worked for, with me. How long have you worked with me now? I mean, obviously, I, I, kind of funny. Uh, seven going, it's more than seven years. But at IGN, how long were we together? I mean, at least ten years now. We've been together ten years. For everything you fucking know about me, can you even fucking imagine that I reviewed Star Wars Battlefront Renegade Squadron on PSP? Like that no. came down the pipeline at IGN, and somehow Greg Miller got assigned to it. Mister Star Wars and Mister Multiplayer, apparently. Wow. God, IGN was a different place, man. <laughs> it was such, it was so fucking weird that the stuff I would review and I like, I don't, all right, cool. Like I enjoyed this game. I remember, of course, but this, it's like such a weird thing of like now, of course, I think, and, and this is, I can't speak for IGN, but for the way we review stuff, right? It's like, you have to be interested in the game. But back in the day, the way it was broken up between the teams of PlayStation team, Xbox team, Nintendo team, you were like interested in the platform. And so you review stuff based on the platform rather than your interest and taste in games, which is such a bizarre concept, I think, to sit here and look at. Yeah, totally. But it, I, but I remember, you know, I, everybody knows I'm married to Jen now and I'm in love and we have a kid, yada, yada, yada. Before that, remember, I was a dumb kid in the Midwest who got married way too early. I remember editing this review. Like, it was already live, and then I made some kind of change to it while I was, like, in my, my tux getting ready to get, like, go downstairs to the hotel to get married. Wow. Another That's life. so funny. Another fucking life. Battlefront 2 on PSP, though. Banger of a video game. One of the PSP's best, for sure. That was one of those, you're in high school, it's lunchtime, we're all on the quad fucking playing some multiplayer. You know what I'm talking about? Let's are you, go. Are you hacking the sack, too? No. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I got a duo of Borderlands stories for you. Let's start with this one. Tales from the Borderlands is back. Yesterday, Gearbox tweeted this from their PAX panel. New adventure, new characters, new tales. And all new Tales from the Borderlands is coming in 2022 from Gearbox and 2K. Uh, Before we get into discussing, I'll go to uh, GameSpot, where James Carr has just a little bit more information from watching the panel. Announced by 2K and Gearbox, the sequel to Telltale's episodic point-and-click adventure game has been in development for years, according to the developers. The biggest change between the sequel and the original is that the sequel title is being developed in-house by Gearbox instead of by Telltale Games. This could be because Telltale Games shut down in 2018 before the studios revived, at least by name, in 2019. This is one of those roller coasters of emotion, Tim, mm-hmm. where it is, oh my God, it's back. Like, I love Tales from the Borderlands. Tales from the Borderlands not, is one of my favorite Telltale games. Walking Dead Season 1 is definitely above it. But I've talked about it a lot, a lot, but Tales from the Borderlands, I think, is one of the funniest games. I remember having a bad day playing it, laughing my ass off, being so into it, and just loving the entire thing. And especially loving it when they announced it. And I was like, what the fuck? Like Borderlands is all about the guns and the shooting. Why would I want to play a telltale kind of game of it and being totally wrong? And the game was great. So there's that immediate it's back. Fuck. Yes. And then there's the way, but the people who worked on, who made tales from the borderlands, tales from the borderlands aren't necessarily working on. I'm not saying nobody from former telltale is now at gearbox or yada, 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 but it is this thing of like, Oh, it's back in name. So like, okay, like let's see what you got. I'm excited for it or whatever, but what it'll end up being. Who knows? Yeah. I'm happy it's back. Uh, I've heard nothing but good things about Tales from the Borderlands and everything you just said kind of rings true to be the kind of like common thought on on the game. Like it is most people's favorite Telltale game, it seems like. And uh, even people that didn't love Borderlands necessarily seem to vibe with this game and the the humor and the writing of it. So um, hopefully they can maintain that stuff because that is what makes that game special. Uh, in the live chat here, Last Glass Gaming says, do you need to have played any of the other games to enjoy Tales from Borderlands? Absolutely not. No, you don't need to. I think it, it maybe would help you understand the fact that gun manufacturers are a really big deal and like that they're like these mega, mega corporations in the world and like Hyperion versus, you know, Atlas versus et cetera. Like that would be helpful. But outside of that, no, you don't need to. You're going to have a great time. You know, it's it's Troy Baker. It's Laura Bailey. It's Ashley Johnson. It's Loaderbot. Like, fucking <laughs> how are you uh god loader bot's the best i don't even know. <laughs> go play the fucking game go play the fucking game it's honestly it's a mixed bag <laughs> go play the game uh now we'll see what happens with that that's exciting there's the news for you i'm i'm surprised it's coming this year but again to james carr's article if they've been working on it for years awesome weird then i feel like if it's coming this year you didn't have more to show they just showed the borderland symbol and then outlines or you know uh or silhouettes of people in front of it I understand you want to do a big reveal. I feel like that could have been a big reveal. We'll see. Uh, of course, new adventure, new characters, new tales. You assume you're not getting back. Uh, Reese, uh, Fiona, these are the characters, of course, from uh, the first game that was Troy and Laura. Uh, of course, Troy Baker didn't come back for Borderlands 3 to reprise his role of Reese either. So there, and there was that whole brouhaha of like why he wasn't cast and what was going on, blah, blah, blah. We'll see what they got. We'll see who's in it. We'll see where we go. But it's the, yeah, that's awesome. Okay, but like, it's another one of like, you got a lot to live up to on that one. And especially mm-hmm. for a completely new team. I know Gearbox makes Borderlands. It's their thing. But like in terms of who's coming on to do it, I think they know what they're up against. So hopefully they got something up their sleeve. Yeah. And with Borderlands, you know, it's like they they do a good job. They put out their products, but they don't always give us everything we're looking for. Like if you wanted to play Borderlands 3 and you have a PlayStation, but your friend has an Xbox. Number five know. on the Roper Report. Speaking of Borderlands, Borderlands 3 is finally getting cross-play. We go to Eddie over at GameSpot. It is no surprise, given what the studio said recently, and there's a hyperlink there. If you remember, Tiny Tina's hat, Tiny Tina launched with uh, cross-play uh, for the first time for Borderlands, and they were like, it should be able to come to Borderlands 3. Uh, but Gearbox Software has now officially announced that Borderlands 3 will soon have full cross-play support across all platforms. This was confirmed during Gearbox's PAX East uh, keynote address. Uh, full crossplay will arrive sometime this spring with the update players across pc xbox and playstation consoles as well as streaming through stadia that's right stadia still exists can connect and play together back when borderlands 3 originally launched in 2019 it was revealed that sony apparently blocked crossplay for reasons it never disclosed sony has historically not been the strongest supporter of crossplay during the epic verse apple trial documents submitted to the court revealed that sony would require that developers add uh, adding crossplay functionality to their games pay a royalty fee 
Uh, the documents showed that Sony would calculate this fee based on the popularity of the PlayStation version of the game in question and how much money it made on the PlayStation Network. Sony has apparently now changed its stance regarding cross-play or some other deal was worked out in the case of Borderlands 3. So there you go. Borderlands 3, ladies and gentlemen. It only took three years, but I can finally play with Fran. I can finally go out there and play with Fran. Now's the time. If you don't remember, of course, Fran sold me up the river and stabbed me in the back for $12 on Twitch because Mm -hmm. he was down to play it on PlayStation with me. He was down to do the whole thing with me. And then, of course, oh, there's going to be a a Twitch module that won't launch on PlayStation version of the game right away. And Fran's like, well, I got to do it. And so Fran and all his goddamn menus went out there to give you a fucking vault key and threw me, one of his best friends in the world, aside. And honestly, we've never been the same. I see it once in a while go through the Reddit. Whatever happened to Fran? Fran used to be on Gamescast. Fran used to fucking uh, be on Games Daily a lot. Well, Fran stabbed me in the fucking back. And so he's mm-hmm. cast aside now. And that's why Tamora Hussein's here. And as soon as Tamora does it, he's cast aside too. You think Lucy James doesn't want to step up into Tamora's spot? I guarantee you she does. Don't worry about it. I don't know if you've noticed this, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone is replaceable except me. Everybody. All right? So next time you want to fucking feel bad for Fran, remember Fran screwed Fran. Next story. <laughs> My favorite thing is you doing this speech. And I just catch your eyes looking like, <laughs> like, is Tim going to react? Is chat reacting? I'm just going to keep doubling down. <laughs> like, I'm not pissing enough people off. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, in the chat there, witness says, is this a KFW promo? And I remember KFW, April Anarchy, Monday. Everyone needs to know, if you don't already, about Craig Miller, is at any moment he can shift from being Greg Miller to a wrestling personality and you just kind of got to roll with it and just be like okay cool uh and he's healed now and oh and, and he face turned right now live in front of our eyes you'll love to see it number six splatoon 3 has a release date kevin i put the tweet in there it has a little trailer if you want to watch it uh they tweeted that kevin will show you here ink coming ink incoming but it's like ink but incoming incoming uh splatoon 3 splashes down on nintendo switch september 9th get an early look at the game with this fresh turf war gameplay and you see this thing here with all the inklings out there doing their thing and andy cortez very excited very excited god bless them yeah so um this is interesting the september time slot they've been saying summer uh for splatoon 3 um september eh, it's pushing it but you know those the when seasons are weird when it comes to products and video games and they're, they're just ideas more than they are like actually following any real rules of things um but what i think is interesting about this is in addition to the news of getting the release date for splatoon 3 um we recently got the the xenoblade chronicles 3 release date news of it being pushed up we know advanced wars is coming that was pushed back originally we're starting to get an idea of what and breath of the wild getting pushed out of 2022 we're getting a better idea of what nintendo has to offer for the rest of the year uh but i think it's interesting that today they also announced that they are adding the splatoon 2 expansion pass to nintendo switch online so when we start looking at what nintendo switch online is offering now um this is definitely a kind of fun.com slash you're wrong thing, but like all the major DLC packs for games um, are now essentially part of switch online. So even for like previous games, the exceptions oh, being exceptions being breath of the wild and uh, smash ultimate with the character packs. But the smash thing okay. makes sense to me mm-hmm. before you go any further and maybe spoil anything else. Bander SN writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games and says hey greg and tim earlier this week nintendo moved the xenoblade 3 release date up to july and i wrote in to speculate that it was because splatoon was going to take the september spot shout out to me of course but more importantly this splatoon 2 dlc is now being added to the nintendo switch online expansion pack making the first time an old dlc has been added do we think that nintendo will continue to add older dlc titles to the pack as sequels come out i.e xenoblade 2 dlc or breath of the wild dlc or is this a one-time deal you were getting close to that tim so i just had to throw it out there yeah no that's good there. and 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 the chat's already wrong me charles jacobson saying pokemon sword and shield isn't in the uh nso expansion so okay there are actually quite a bit of examples of packs that aren't. Just says xenoblade chronicles dlcs aren't in there yet either and that's in, uh, you're wrong and then, of course, Bander SN writes in and says, Greg said everyone is replaceable but him, but he specifically replaced himself with Janet Garcia on PS I Love You back in October when he was taking a vacation or something. Who knows? It's a great fucking point. Everyone yeah. is replaceable, it turns out. 
we're wrong. Uh, but what's interesting about this is I think it kind of uh, is providing a pattern for us to follow going forward where, yeah, look, let's look at what games are coming out. I wouldn't be surprised. Like here we have Splatoon 3, so Splatoon 2's expansion is being added. This obviously is a new thing that didn't exist when Splatoon 2 first came out. So I wouldn't be surprised if as we get closer to Xenoblade Chronicles 3, we do get the Xenoblade Chronicles 2 DLC. Uh, once we kind of like get a little bit further away from Smash Ultimate being this the final version that it being added the challenger packs being added i'm sure they're still making a lot of money so they wouldn't necessarily want to do that right now um i still believe we're gonna get a smash ultimate ultimate edition where it's like all the characters on one cartridge and like they re-release it um physically um or digitally whatever way they decide to do that i think that would be the time that they do they add smash to this uh sure. breath of the wild 2 when that comes out breath of the wild 1 stuff like i i think that makes a lot of sense and they've just been making those decisions pokemon uh sword and shield potentially leading into pokemon um i always forget the names but the new ones um ruby and no red red dog Scarlet and Violet. Um, thank you. You got me there. You got me there, though. Uh, but yeah, those... Pokemon <laughs> Red Dog. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I do think that it, this is starting to make sense. And again, I've been saying this since day one, and people disagree with me, but Nintendo Switch Online is a fantastic deal. And this expansion pack is just continuing to be more and more worth it uh, for the same cost that it originally was for people. So, Agreed. There you go, everybody. Number seven on the Roper Report. Skate 4 is getting skate parks that you can play with your friends, apparently. This is Tom Ivan over at VGC who reports on Jeffy Grub Grub and says, Skate 4 will reportedly include an online free skate mode which lets users hang out and build skate parks together. Venture Beat reporter Jeffy Grub Grub discussed the mode on Thursday during his premium giant bomb show, Grub Snacks, transcribed by VGC. Skate 4 pre-alpha footage and new details leaked on Wednesday from playtesters uh, be... Oh, and new details leaked on Wednesday from playtests being held this week. This is Grubby. Quote, I've heard from people who have played it that it is very fun. People seem to be very impressed with the way it feels. That is the big takeaway. Grub said EA is attempting to modernize the series without taking away from what fans loved about the three original games, uh, the last of which are released in 2010. Quote, they are going to be taking some modern stuff, specifically the kind of stuff you might see in a Forza game or a lot of modern online multiplayer games where you're going to have a lot of uh, customization options for your character, a lot of skins, skins for your board, things like that. And there's going to be a lot of user-generated content where you can wrap your board with some crazy stuff that the community has made. They're going to really emphasize that stuff. And uh, where that stuff should shine is on the other side of this, which is sort of this collaborative online free skate mode that does sound very good. This is a mode where you, uh, you are hanging out with your friends or anyone else who is going to hop onto the server, and then anyone on the server that day can say, hey, does anyone want to try to lay down some tricks uh, with me over on this thing? And then someone can lay down the skate park stuff required to do that in real time uh, with everyone else right there and just say, here's a ramp we need to make this happen. Uh, there it is. Now everyone start doing this. And everyone and people can work together uh, to make these parks all at the same time. Uh, you can add stuff, delete stuff on the fly. And the people that have played this mode said uh, this was kind of the standout uh, where it was just really fun to do that with friends and with other people. EA CEO Andrew Wilson previously said he believes the company can grow the appeal of skate the skate series by focusing on industry trends around user-generated content, open worlds, and community. Tim Geddes, I know that you are a huge Tony Hawk fan. For me personally, Tony Hawk never connected with me till Thug, and even that, I liked Skate more when Skate dropped. I Skate was, and granted, it was a, a I think. Skate had like a community around IGN where like Hillary was playing it and a bunch of other of us were playing it. So it was, you know, we were sharing clips and stuff. That was an early thing you could do and having fun with it or whatever. I've been excited for the return to Skate and something like this actually sounds really dope for me personally. What about you? I mean, this is every single correct choice they could possibly make for the skate franchise like looking back at the history of skateboarding games like specifically with the tony hawks pro skater franchise like you're right that is definitely where my heart lies and i've never really gotten into skate in this nearly to the same extent that i have tony hawk but yeah. uh what people need to remember is it's funny now because it's like i'm obsessed with tony hawks pro skater one and two remake and it's like kind of weird and silly that's like oh tim just likes this like old fucking game that that seems random like it doesn't seem like that big of a deal back in the playstation one era tony hawk pro skater was one of the biggest game franchises just hard stop like this is a pre-call of duty time where comparatively to what video games were then tony Hawk's pro skater was 
the biggest thing. It was one of the top sellers every year, signing a 13-game annual deal, and it was just every year, banger, 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 but then all of a sudden it was like, oh, uh, no, no more bangers. This this is not banging anymore. Oh, it's same thing we've seen with Call of Duty. This same thing we've does seen not bang. with uh, Assassin's Creed, right? And it was around that time that Skate came in and was like, we are going to do what Tony Hawk's Pro Skater is not, and that is kind of... Uh, make a game that is more focused on the culture and more focused on people that are actually into skating at this point um, and way less arcadey. And what skating is, it's hanging out with your friends, right? And it is kind of like this idea of uh, practice makes perfect and getting down that one combo, that one line, uh, going from park to park. And there is a community aspect to it that the Tony Hawk games never fully had. I mean, they did have online and that was like a, a very key thing. Like people forget Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3 was one of the first PS2 online games ever. You get that network adapter, and it was like that was one of the first games you could play. Tony Hawk's 4 had a uh, ridiculously um, popular uh, online community going on, and to this day, people are still finding ways to to play it. But um, what is interesting here with Skate is Skate kind of existed in that, that next era when Tony Hawk died out and was really creative, and the things people liked most about it were uh, – when you people were playing multiplayer right and hanging out together the industry has changed and shifted so much in the years since skate has been relevant that it is the best time ever for it to come back for all these reasons where people are used to games as a service people are used to Mm -hmm. playing things like minecraft or uh roblox or fortnite to hang out with friends just as much as they are to play a video game. So you add that to the gameplay and idea of skate culture and and of skate itself. That is such an amazing promise. And it seems like they're taking their time. They understand that they need to focus on those elements. Um, I think that this is the greatest chance for skate to succeed. And it seems like they are really, really working from a, a place of understanding of what skate needs to be in 2024. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, you know, I always thought about skate compared to a Tony Hawk. And again, I'm unfairly probably probably criticizing the original Tony Hawks right outside of thug. But what I liked about skate is I always felt like it was relaxing. It was about trying to hit this, this line, right. And do whatever trick you're trying to do. And I didn't feel like I was failing when I fucked it up. I felt like I was trying and getting better. Right. And over here, a guy or Malone in chat says skate has to reinvent itself with the modern state of chill hangout games. I think that's, again, a great point of it. Yeah, like to take the experience that I associate with Skate of just sitting there trying to do a thing, land a thing, be goofy, and put that into a room that is all of us where, you, you know, you're doing something, Snowbike Mike's over there trying to grind out whatever rail and also just streaming and I'm over here trying to do a very specific thing. I could see that being a lot of fun. I could see that being good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Number eight on the Roper Report is a quick update that doesn't require a lot of time. Uh, this is a ju- I'm sorry. This is Steven Totillo over at Axios reporting. Uh, judge says gender discrimination suit against PlayStation is light on facts. If you remember a couple weeks ago, maybe last week, I don't know, time's a flat circle. Uh, we talked about this uh, lawsuit filed by uh, Emma Majo, uh, and now there's a response from the federal judge about it. So three paragraphs on it. There's more at Axios if you want to go get into it. A federal judge dismissed much of a former Sony PlayStation employee's gender discrimination lawsuit against the gaming giant on Thursday but is giving her an opportunity to make a stronger case. Uh, in a 20-page order, U.S. Magistrate Judge uh, Laurel Beeler uh, dismissed 10 of ex-worker Emma Majo's uh, 13 claims without prejudice, including those uh, focused on pay discrimination and harassment. Majo can't amend those claims and try again, but will have to rebound from a ruling that says she hadn't stated enough details to make her case, particularly regarding uh, alleged violations of the Equal Pay Act. Again, uh, I think when we reported on this the first time, it was from Axios. So Stephen Totillo doing great work over there uh, following up on this story. I wanted to make sure we gave you the update since it was one that, hey, this is what's happening. We'll see what happens. This is what's happened where they're like, all right, cool. We don't have enough facts to actually make this be a case. So I assume when Emma files again, Stephen will update us again and we will update you. But I wanted to make sure that was there. And then, of course, no matter what, everybody should treat each other nicely and be kind to each other and not be uh, taking advantage of workers, whether that happened here or not, which apparently one judge says you can't prove yet. So we'll see how it goes in the end. Number nine, and final, Tim, it's more Tim Bits. That's right. Woo! Two, 
two little donut holes for you to enjoy. Uh, number one, Dying Light did very well. Uh, this is a press release from them. Independent developer and publisher Techland celebrates an excellent start for the critically acclaimed and genre-defining Dying Light to Stay Human. As of February 28th, 2022, Techland has sold 5 million copies of Dying Light to Stay Human, and the number is growing significantly each month. The Polish studio opens the fourth decade of its existence with two smash hits as the, as the first Dying Light recently achieved over 20 million lifetime sales to date. Hell yeah. I, the other yesterday, this press release came through and I slacked blessing. And I was just like, can you believe Dying Light 2 was this year? Yeah. <laughs> that I feels mean, look, so long ago after all it, the reviews we've done. Absolutely. It feels so long ago. Uh, and I, I really got to give it up to them, right? They did it. Dying Light 2 seemed like the type of game that was like, yo, this has been talked about way too long. Is it going to be relevant? Is there any marketing that can actually salvage this from just being a like dud and they did right they put out a game that was at the very least good enough people seemed to resonate with it and like these are great sales for this for this for especially sure. at the time that it came out so it's like good for them man uh then your next one timbit here is ubisoft is developing a new pvp battle arena this is tom henderson at xputer eight sources have confirmed the development of a new game being developed by french studio ubisoft bordeaux and a, a new playtest emails that have been sent out uh, these past couple of days, Ubisoft has described the game as an, quote, innovative and modern PvP battle arena game, end quote. The game, codenamed Project Q, that was originally spotted by Eurogamer back in September 2021 from the leaked NVIDIA GeForce Now database, uh, but was later removed following a DMCA takedown from Ubisoft, has started its first ever playtests today uh you can go to xputer read more about it there's a whole bunch of little facts and stuff they have from it but that's happening over there but in more ubisoft news tim breaking while we've been live uh, i have an, a report from bloomberg's ruth david uh Dinesh Nair, and giles turner who write Assassin's Creed publisher Ubisoft draws buyout interest. Ubisoft Entertainment SA, the video game publisher behind the Assassin's Creed franchise, is attracting preliminary takeover interest from buyout funds, people with knowledge of the matter said. Several private equity firms, including Blackstone Incorporated and KKR and Co., have been studying the French business, according to the people, who asked not to be identified because the information is private. Ubisoft hasn't entered into any serious negotiations with potential acquirers, and it's unclear whether its major shareholder is willing to pursue a deal, the people said. So again, that's breaking right now, something they went live while we were live. Keep your eye on it. We'll see what happens. Sorry, I, that, that was a, a lot, and I'm not looking at the article in front of me, so... Are there actual potential buyers that are being talked about? Yes, or several private equity firms, including Blackstone and KKR, have been studying the business. Interesting. So they're looking to buy. Hmm. 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 Gotta say, it's hard to get be excited about Ubisoft these days. Their games like this, or their company or all of the above? I, well, the company, absolutely. But like, just, even just the games, like with where it's at right now, it's like I don't know. Like it, it, it feels a little directionless and like things like this, like, Oh, developing a new PVP battle arena game. It's like, sure. all right, really? Like, that's what you're going to do right now. And like writer's Republic, right? Like I know that that was the type of game that is in my opinion, interesting. Cause it's like speaking to a different type of audience, but then it just didn't deliver. And you know, the Prince of Persia remake seems like an utter disaster still. Um, and then they're still doing their Assassin's Creed and all that stuff. But it's like, and I know that I'm coming from a very specific place, but I'm now naming like five franchises. But like, where's Rayman? Where are the more UB Arts type games? And instead, oh, man, it remember like UB Arts? Oh my god, I love, oh, it. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, yeah it just seems. I guess we have Mario Plus Rabbits coming this year. <clears throat> what's interesting about it, right, is that all that stuff you're talking about stems from when they fought off Vivendi. Remember when Vivendi was trying to buy Ubisoft? That was when. Yves and the co was very much like, Hey, let's be public about who we are, what we are. And then what's a Ubisoft game. And that led to these giant open worlds with millions of things to do. And that kind of, you know, games, not a service, but with updates and DLC and all that stuff. Like that became their vision of what the company is, which has led to where we are now, which to you is a turnoff. You know what I mean? Like, and obviously, you know, like I, I feel like right now I have nothing on my UB horizon that I'm joked about like i'm excited that's to your division mode i'm whenever that drops i what you talk about things that have disappeared division heartland leaked th about this time last year right and seemed like mm -hmm. it was gonna come out in the summer and then never a word out of that uh yeah then what then what'll happen next to assassin's creed there you know the dlc for valhalla of like going to uh what i guess valhalla right whatever when you're fighting the gods and all that jazz 
I've never been about the fantastical element of it. And again, though, that game is just gigantic. Remember, I put in, I crossed 60 hours during paternity leave, and it's like, I'm not, I have no idea where I left off or what I was doing. I was just doing things in it. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's kind of like where we're at. So you're just doing things. And it's yeah. like where they're, when they're releasing, when it, it feels like there was a while where there was a ton of different franchises that Ubisoft was pushing and then all of a sudden it was like oh assassin's creed kind of is creating fatigue but i kind of feel like now we're at a point where it's like well there's ghost recon fatigue there's division fatigue there's assassin's creed fatigue it's just like what doesn't have fatigue from ubisoft and i I admittedly think that they've done a better job with assassin's creed but i also think that with the the dlc plans they have it kind of feels like assassin's creed even if it's not annual is just always happening now Sure. So it's like sure. a different type of uh, situation. And it, on top of that, it seems like people might enjoy playing it, but people don't seem to really be excited to talk about it. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know. And you're talking about Assassin's Creed or in general anything or what? In general anything, but like Assassin's Creed specifically. Like even you just saying like, oh, yeah, I played it and put a bunch of hours in, but like you're foggy on the DLC stuff. And it's like, if I you think do, Valhalla, yeah, I mean, there's like, there's definitely the Assassin's Creed fan that loves it all and does all that stuff. But yeah, I think for Valhalla for sure was a game that I, I would say, and I know that you can argue anything on the internet, but I would say is inarguably too big. Like I think that was a turnoff for so many people. And I saw so much about that being the conversation. Granted, it's always great to have content to go back to, but when you're spread that thin in Eivor's story, like what, like what I loved about Odyssey, right. Was that like, you felt, I felt like I was playing, for like the chapters of the game felt like individual episodes where there would be like the rise and fall and then i'd get a conclusion but then i'd have a teaser thing for what's going to happen in the next chapter like yeah. I, I thought you know odyssey's just fucking fantastic and i know a lot of people want to argue origins is and yada 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 but i haven't seen valhalla in that conversation right like valhalla plays great looks great but is it the same vibe of like you love doing everything in it I'm sure there are other people. I'm not trying to get in your face. And lastly, uh, another franchise that the chat's bringing up here is Far Cry. Yeah, Far Cry 6 happened, and then there's DLC happening. And, like, talk about fatigue, right, with Far Cry. It's like, I don't know. Ubisoft needs some some switch-ups to, to be interesting. They do. And maybe they will one day. But those games are so far away. Tim, if I wanted something more immediate, what came to the mom and grab shops? Where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah! Out today, a trio of spectacular games have been added to the Sega Genesis Nintendo Switch online library. Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic the Hedgehog Spinball, Shining Force oh, 2, God. and Space Harrier 2. You can play them all right now on the Nintendo Switch system with a Nintendo Switch Online Plus Expansion Pack membership. Uh, today on Apple Arcade, you get Moonshot, A Journey Home. Uh, Mococo X is now live on Xbox Series X, S, and 1. Fast and Furious, Spy Racers, Rise of the Shifter, Arctic Challenge is now available on Switch. Holy shit. Xbox, PC, and Stadia. You playing this one? Seeing what Dom is up to? That is a lot of words and colons and (laughs) situations, man. A lot of letters and numbers. Gotta love that. Snowfall is launching on PC today. Uh, Turbo Overkill is coming to PC Early Access. Uh, Gan Ryu 2, uh, Hakuma uh kojiro is on playstation 4 and switch evasion from hell is on pc io the clown is on xbox one and playstation 5 and then PUBG battlegrounds update 17.1 is now available on all platforms so if you want to go do that remember when PUBG was a thing and like yeah, i know it's a thing but i remember when it was like the fucking thing yeah Jesus. it was crazy i was thinking about that recently like uh obviously everyone around us in some way shape or form was like into it like everyone was super into all that but i remember when meg turney came by to visit for something and she literally when she wasn't recording with us was asking to use our pcs to play in the other room like what a crazy time that was that 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 was a time to be alive ladies and gentlemen that was a time to be alive uh if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games of course you have a special job go to kind of funny.com slash you're wrong Tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Kebabs writes in and says, the Assassin's Creed DLC you're talking about, Greg, is took you to Svartvalheim. I'll sub my own money for once if Greg pronounces it correctly on the first try. Did I nail it? I think I nailed it, so let me know. Um, Nanobiologist has a funny joke. and says, Miss News, Tiny Tina Wonderland's DLC is out now. <laughs> That's a good one. I like that a lot. And then... Uh... 
Uh, this is just a joke about Nick. It's funny, but I'm not going to read it because I can't encourage you people because you'll do it all the time because you're monsters. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Tim and I are going to go do a post show on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Then here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, the one, the only, Snowbike Mike is about to stream some Fortnite. Of course, you can catch that stream later if you're not watching live, youtube.com slash kindoffunnyplays. But if you want to look ahead to next week for who's hosting Kind of Funny Games Daily as we gear up, for KFW, April Anarchy Monday. Uh, it goes like this. On the 25th, that's a Monday. It's kind of funny games daily. You're getting a mystery guest in Tim. 20, not embargoed. I just have an email out to some to Tam, and I don't know if he's responding yet. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday, the 26th, it's going to be me and Gary. Wednesday, it's going to be Blessing and Janet. Thursday, it'll be me and Blessing. And then Friday, it will be Blessing and Timothy to close out your week. Ladies and gentlemen. Remember, we're going to go do a show, patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Uh, if you're over there and you want to do it, you can write in, you can get the show, you can watch XCast Live, you can have a great time. Um, however, no bucks toss our way, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, podcast services around the globe. Uh, you can watch us live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Please use your free subscription with Amazon Prime to give it to us. Uh, and of course, if you're buying games on the Epic Game Store, use the creator code kindoffunny. If you don't play PC games, I totally understand when you play Fortnite. Fall Guys or Rocket League, you can use the creator code kind of funny there as well because, of course, those are epic games and they have their own little thing no matter where you're playing. For now, it's the weekend time. We got a post show to do. I want to play some games and talk about Jurassic Park 3. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.